so cool. I mean, okay, can you hear that airplane? Probably. Yeah. Interesting. All right, I'm just gonna close this. The random real quick. Grand Rapids plane. How many planes does Grand Rapids get? Like one or two a week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leah Lem. And I'm your other host, Cole Primo. Miigwech for joining us today. Uh, Native Lights is, at its core, a place for Native folks to tell their stories. Every week we have wonderful conversations with great guests from a lot of different backgrounds. These are policymakers, healers, artists, education leaders, you name it. We find these people, um, we see if they're uh, all right with you know, talking to us, and then we talk with them about their story, <laughs> and that includes their gifts and how they may be sharing those gifts with their community. And it centers around this big point of purpose in our lives. And so this is the point in the, in the episode where we get to chat a little bit about our lives, right? Yeah, we, th- this is the time when we usually say, uh, you know, what's up and all that good stuff. And we'll, we'll still do that today, uh, as you'll see. Um, but after a few years now of doing Native Lights, which has been amazing, mm-hmm. uh, featuring many, many great guests, most of our conversation, Cole, between me and you, gets cut. What? And that's fine. People don't want, people don't want to know about the weather that particular day? Come on. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, and sometimes, you know, we'll share anecdotes with our guests. We'll, you know, expand on our yeah. lives, too. Most and, and most, if not all the time, those stories get cut. And it makes sense. You know, we want to focus on yes. our guests. But today, what are we doing? <laughs> We're turning the microphone around. We're turning around the microphone. Yeah. And, you know, if we did that literally, it would sound terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, It would sound like this. It would sound really weird. So we're not going to do that, but we are each going to play the role of guest and host. Woo! Sure, sure. Let's do it. I'm, I will okay. try my best. But should we introduce ourselves? Uh, I can try. I can try. Well, you know, we usually don't say who we are when we start the conversation. You know, we'll, we'll talk to our guests off stage, yeah. so to speak, and introduce ourselves beforehand that way if we don't know each other already. But, you know, maybe we should just do it for now in case there are some details that that we're missing. All right. Um, I will uh, hand it off to you to go first. Okay. I'm Leah, a citizen of the Mille Lacs Band of Ojibwe. Whoop. I am a spouse and a mom, and I live in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, in the Great North, in a log home. <laughs> I have a garden and... I don't know what else. Oh, I live right next to a river, so I think about water a lot. Um, I write music sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I could share like my Ojibwe name and all that stuff. But you know what? Once I was told to not share my Ojibwe name because somebody might put a curse on me, <laughs> and so now I'm like, like I'll I introduce people like when I can see their faces. <laughs> I see. Because then I'll know, and I'm sure there's no problem with it. I mean, but that, you know, 1% chance or that small chance, I don't want to have anything to do with it. (laughs) So when I see you in person, I will share with you my Ojibwe name. (laughs) Okay, 
Cole, how about you? Can you introduce yourself? Um, yeah, so my name is Cole Primo. I'm a musician as well. I've uh, provided music for this show, as you can hear in the intro. Um, <laughs> That's right. It's your it's your guitar playing that you hear yeah. as our intro and outro and transition music. So I'm a guitarist, a vocalist, a journalist, a web producer, and I live in Minneapolis, working in local news and working for Minnesota Native News and doing doing what I can. And uh, and you're an uncle. <laughs> yes, and I'm a a fiance and an uncle. You're engaged. Yeah, yeah. We both work to amplify Native voices in all sorts of capacities. So um, today we're going to be amplifying one another's mm. voices. Huh? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. What's new? What's going on? Have you heard anything interesting? What's the latest and greatest? I wanted to talk about something that I recently watched, which was a movie called Wild Indian. Hmm. I saw that a, a few days ago, and I will have to say that I give it four out of five hoas. Well. <laughs> <laughs> First off, it's intensely stressful and emotional. Oh, mm. The main characters deal with like tremendous guilt of past crimes. The main character, Mukwa, is a, basically an anti-hero. Hmm. So we've known he, he's done some terrible things. We see terrible things. But as in life, people are very complicated. The audience kind of leans into his struggles with his past, his detachment from his native past, and him just trying to keep it all together. Hmm. But with all that being said, I mean, it was obviously, like it's, it's a thriller, but it's refreshing to see something like, that has a lot of native culture and input, but isn't necessarily, you know, kind of a cliche, like sacred cultural kind of movie that just glorifies our past or whatever. It's kind of like a Main Street thriller type movie with mm. big names like Jesse Eisenberg, who <laughs> he, he actually helped produce the movie. Uh, he, he just plays a small role. I watched an interview with him and he said he was just happy to play a one-dimensional white person in the, in the movie. <laughs> Because, you know... <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> exactly. He's like, uh, you know, Native people are often cast to be that that type of role where you're just like one-dimensional, you're kind of just like a metaphor-type character. Mm -hmm. So he, you know, helped do that, and it was refreshing to see that. So yeah, four out of five hoas. And we got to get the author of the whole thing, Lyle Corbin Jr., on the show one of these days. We'll see. Oh. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, other than that, you know, just... Um, Looking around for wedding venues, looking around for potential homes that we could purchase and get out of this apartment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How about you? What's going on with you? Well, the start of the school year has come and gone. Oh, yes. That's a big thing. Yes. So we're trying to establish good habits right now for our young one, which is sort of working. It always seems like school dictates what the year is. Not January 1st. <laughs> But oh yeah, or or the harvest or whatever. It's always school for us. So yeah, it's going well and no tears yet. So we're 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 moving through. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're talking to ourselves. By that, I mean I'm speaking to my co-host, co Leah Lim. Um, so I'm host Cole Primo, and I'm speaking with my sister and fellow co-host, Leah Lim. 
So should we get to the uh, the meat and potatoes, the uh, interview part? <laughs> I mean, I already kind of went forward a lot with my movie review, but yes, let's do it. <laughs> well, that was the what's new part, yeah, so yeah. we'll keep that there. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get to the meat and potatoes or the um, venison and wild rice yes. <laughs> of the of of our chat. So yeah. okay, so the point of the show, right, is to talk about sharing our gifts and learning about people's passions and all of that good stuff. And, you know, maybe we should talk about music first because you and I have that common ground, that shared joy, though as, you know, as we go through this conversation, we'll, we'll hear about the ups and downs of it, I'm sure. But so can you talk a bit about your joy for music and how you realized it and, I don't know what you did with it growing up um, to get better and better and become the man of music as you are today. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, I was very fortunate to have several mentors and people that helped me along my along my path. So Ray was the <gasps> our piano teacher. May he rest in peace. Yeah. I was, I think, five years old when I first started, you know, learning yeah. piano, learning the basics of music. And that kind of helped put down a good foundation of music knowledge. Um, and mm-hmm. of course, you were into music as well, and you're doing really well with piano. And I would have you, I remember I'd be playing with toys or something like that, and I'd have you play like sad songs if they were having, if there, <laughs> if there was like a dramatic moment, you know, if somebody was dying, if my like story was going bad with my toys. And I would just have you play like green sleeves or something like that. That's right. I would provide a soundtrack <laughs> for you playing with your toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like, I think with us, you know, music was just something that we liked at, at a very early age. I'm, you know, dad was big into music and talking about it. And mom was also the same and she would very much encourage me. So when I heard, mm-hmm. You know, Jimi Hendrix playing. I I really wanted to, mm. you know, know how to play Purple Haze, and and so we got like a, a garage sale guitar. I think it was like five bucks, and we started with that. Mm-hmm. Started going to lessons with Al Mevison, may he rest in peace, may for a few years, down. and he helped me like not necessarily like you know read music and all that stuff. He helped me like feel music. Helped me mm. um, just you know. You know, become a part of it. Like you can like pick things up quicker. He helped me a lot with that. Like just being able to listen to a progression and just figure it out yourself. And that was before the YouTube age and stuff like that. So right. uh, I would I would bring you know songs I wanted to learn to him, and he would you know help teach me. And then so that was my early guitar life. And then in uh, middle school and high school, then I started actually diving into singing more. I remember trying to when I was a kid, and I remember people telling me that I shouldn't try that. What? <laughs> not not family, Rude. not family, but you know, friends being like, "Who sings that song?" And I'd be like, "Oh, that's uh, you know, the blues traveler." And he's like, let's keep it that way. <laughs> and I'm like, God. Um, so yeah, I went to choir and you know, kind of excelled at that too, doing uh, bass, and I would do like the extracurricular. Acapella singing, what do you call it? Barbershop quartet and caroling. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, went to Allstate Choir in high school. That was very fun. Like, and to meet other bass twos, as they would call us in uh, choir, to meet some of the guys who were just like crazy, crazy deep. And to you know, I, I thought I was a hot shot in high school, but when you went to Allstate, it was like, <laughs> dang, that guy can hit an A easily. But anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah, and just it's always been a it's it was like one of my first things is music, so it yeah. kind of has always been there. And I've you know been in bands, I've played around Twin Cities, I've done some opening concerts for some some bigger folks every now and then. <laughs> but you know, it's just always been something that I have has been important to me. Yeah, you know, you mentioned your teachers, Ray, R. I. P. Rest in power, uh, yeah. and Al also. Um, and it sounds like you know a lot of what you learn from them is to connect with the music. And I remember because Ray also taught me um, piano growing yeah. up. Family friend, wonderful person. But the joy he had for playing piano was infectious. Mm-hmm. Just joyful, infectious, smiling. Oh, you can't help but love music or <laughs> anything exactly. like that after that. Yeah. yeah, and thank you for reminding me about both of these teachers because it's almost like seeing a legacy develop. Yeah. You know, it's like their gift, right, uh, for music that they shared with us. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, at least Ray with me and I had my other teachers uh, that I worked with, but them sharing their gifts with us to instill that joy of music that, you know, we keep like passing it along. And yeah, <sighs> yeah. I remember uh, just as a quick thing with Al Medicine, uh, I remember one of the biggest things he would say was, doesn't matter how many notes you play at, in like a particular instance, it just matters that every note sounds like a million bucks. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's something that helped me because I'm not really a big shredder. A guitar player, so I, oh, yeah. I can't throw out notes that are, you know, every millisecond or whatever. But um, I, you know, I, it does reinforce the importance of just being careful with the notes and making them sound as as dynamic and as great as you can. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about uh, a lot of my music background. I'm going to put that question back at you. Um, when and how did you discover your gift for music? I don't know exactly. I mean, just, you know, talking about Ray, our piano teacher, was just a real great blast from the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think realizing a gift for music was actually in kindergarten, I want to say. I remember having this wonderful music teacher and I can't remember his name. You know, all I remember is him playing the guitar. So I don't even remember him from like the shoulders up. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like this guitar guitar playing arm (laughs) (laughs) that I can imagine. But I remember we had a, like a show and tell for parents or some parents that came by or something like that. And, and he was like, okay, everybody, we learned this song. Um, We learned to sing this song. And he's like, and he asked me to sing the solo. And I was, <laughs> you know me, nice. I'm not, I, when I was little, I was not the biggest talker. I would cry if I had to talk in front of the class or anything like that. Um, and 
I just remember him asking me to sing the solo and I was like, no problem, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because he knew I could sing on pitch and write with the beats and um, could be a good representative of his like kindergarten music class. <laughs> and I, for some reason, I just remember, I remember that and having somebody believe in me or want to show me off at least a little bit yeah. <laughs> was just really uh, memorable and empowering. I think even as as a five-year-old, yeah. that's one of my first memories impactful, is yeah. of performing. So I think that's when, I, I don't want to say first discovered a gift for music because it's something that I remember. Like I didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or <laughs> I couldn't comprehend that at the time, but looking back, more and more, I'm like, you know, that really, the, the the power of a teacher to help you discover your gifts um, is just really great. So I think that's how I got to that point. And then, you know, everything from there, you know, piano and then quitting piano because I hated it, you know, as kids do. <laughs> yeah. um, and then playing violin <sighs> and then having my brothers tell me it sounds like a squeaking mouse. <laughs> and then it was almost I don't know if you feel this way about about the guitar but it's almost like an extension of you Mm. your instrument and so every once in a while I'll play it again but I did get a shoulder injury which prevented me from keeping up practicing and playing in college so that was devastating but I also started I was also singing too at the same time so I think music for me, my relationship with music is really complex and it's especially complex now. Mm. I feel like with the pandemic, I feel like we made a lot of choices and chose our priorities. And this last year and a half, music has not risen to the level of being a priority. Yeah. Um, I have done some really cool like side projects and one project that I'm just, um, and like working, you know, behind the scenes with like a really cool band and stuff like that. But I don't know, I don't know how many, how many more notes I got left in me <laughs> for singing. But it's, it's nice also to share that love for music with my kid. And I feel like that's my next phase at least a phase that's going to take up a lot of time. <laughs> there are other projects and bands and some performances that will be great to do, but I just don't feel it's like part of my identity as much anymore. So, Oh, come on. I know. See, that's the thing. Now I'm in a lull, right? <laughs> but now you're reminding me of Ray, uh, our very first piano teacher. Now I'm like... I want to go downstairs and play my piano. <laughs> so maybe we'll see what happens after this. No, but I um, I very much understand that the pandemic's effect on and you know just yeah I haven't really played too many shows in a long time. You know I played uh, one earlier this summer, but that was it. So it's just mm-hmm. you just find the ways in which you can use it. And like you, you um, you said you can help influence uh, Marvin and help him with in his music journey. I can create little uh, snippets for shows and <laughs> and stuff like that and um, yeah. and just, you know, keep it kind of warm for a little bit until you 
start that blaze back up. Yeah, I, I think music is a really good way of connecting with people and getting outside of your comfort zone, sharing story and a message and connection. I think doing the work I do now with sharing Native voices and amplifying that and it feels kind of like a stage. Exactly. Uh, with exactly. microphones. No, you're right. <laughs> and like bandmates, yeah, sort of. <laughs> Just a different lead singer every time. I don't know. <laughs> you're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're talking to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Cole, Primo, and I are catching up, so it won't get cut from this episode, from this conversation. I, Leah Lem, am interviewing and being interviewed by co-host Cole Primo. Now, you and I have the pleasure of sharing stories of fellow Native folks from around Minnesota or with connections to Minnesota, and there's so much opportunity to learn from all of our guests. And there's a lot that I've learned from having these conversations that it could take me a day to just list them off. But I think one of the main things is, you know, how often we can be so supportive of one another and offer and, and be like, wow, that's so cool what you're doing. That's so cool what you're doing. And then when somebody turns it around and says, I really like what you're doing. Like to mm-hmm. me or something like that. I'm like, oh wow, no, wow, wow. <laughs> then I get all like, oh no way, mm-hmm. nothing like that. Um, so I think, kind of a selfish thing, maybe if I if I may be so bold, um, a selfish thing that I've learned from doing this podcast is to trust in my own voice by trusting other voices, by supporting other voices. I guess I've worked that muscle so much that I can even support my own voice, which is a huge difference from 39 years ago, right? So um, I'm really thankful for all the guests and the opportunity to do do this podcast because it's helped in that regard, um, which is just life-changing, I think. I agree. How about you, Cole? Have you learned something about yourself from doing this podcast? Definitely a lot. Just like many of the guests we interview, I'm still figuring things out myself. Like I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm doing half the time. It, we're all just figuring stuff out and then just hearing from people who are, you know, in similar mindsets or just I don't know, it's you probably felt this. I felt detachment from like the native community growing up, you know, being more in the city side. And I feel like we've talked to some guests who feel like they're imposters almost, like they're when they do, you know, native work, when they're, you know, working for their community. And I feel like that's a big thing for a lot of us um, in our generation. And, and we just have to push past that when it comes to feeling worthy enough to help our community. And the big thing is our is purpose and finding purpose can happen in many ways. And I've learned that from our guests. Mm -hmm. Many start by doing what they love, like, you know, music or things like that. And then they eventually use that to help their people. Some get just mad enough and they'll start doing it. (laughs) 
Yes, Love and we've that. had plenty of guests <laughs> like that. Um, and this show has helped me realize, uh, and maybe just more help reinforce the fact that there are many paths that people can go on. Mm-hmm. And you know, just personally, I feel like my network of na- native contacts has grown so much. It's compared to just you know three or four years ago. Um, I feel like I'm a more connected Shinab now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but you know, that being said, I'm still like I'm still kind of a private person. I'm 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 just continuing to break out of my shell a bit more. And this show's helped me, you know. Mm. So it's been it's been great. Um to wrap it up, I uh it's not only helped me connect with fellow native people, but uh it's also helped me just become a better listener, interviewer, and journalist. And it just shows to me that I can continue to use my skills, my musical abilities, journalistic abilities, other things to help the community in any way I can. So it's the path is open and I'm trying to find cool little detours and paths along the way as I go. So um, this show's helped me a lot with that. I feel like I have an excuse to make friends now. <laughs> like <laughs> There you go. You want to talk with me for this show? It's <laughs> awesome. And people are always like, yeah. And I'm like, yay, new friend. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's really cool. It's, of course, been a lot of fun working with you on this. And as you've said in the past, it's almost helped us talk more amongst ourselves as siblings. And because, you know, with you going off to college and you know being several years older, but still very much looking younger than I am. I look like ten years older than you know. Um, but uh, you know, it's helped. It's helped reconnect us, you know, and just uh, we we. It's helped our our relationship too. So it's 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 been great in a number of different ways. So ob- obviously, we've learned a lot. We've had a, a lot of experience doing the show. But what really excites me is the fact that. It's not done with. We're continuing. There's so many more people to talk to, so many more stories to tell, and we're we're just getting started, you know. Right? Yeah. How many shows have we done? I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's There's just no- a tiny percentage of native folks in Minnesota and um, connected to Minnesota. Yeah. So you know, we got a long long job ahead of us. Cole, you ready for it? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. Forward to sharing more stories. Yay. (laughs) Yes. uh, So if uh, you'd like to be a guest on our show, hit us up. You know, if you have suggestions, hit us up. Uh, We we're open to any and all requests. So we're we're constantly checking it out. Yes. So native lights at ampers.org. And maybe in the subject line. Just let us know the reason. We do get some spam. So (laughs) (laughs) anything you could do to help us out, that would be wonderful. So well, Cole, I'm really glad I got to ask you a couple questions today. Yeah. And give you a couple answers. We should we should do this more because yeah, um, it's great to catch up and talk more about the specifics in our lives. Mm-hmm. And those memories too. So. Yeah, exactly. So I hope you liked hearing a bit more about your hosts 
Instead of us being those disembodied voices, (laughs) we're a little more human. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so miigwech for listening. I'm Leah Lem. And I'm Cole Primo. Giga Wattman. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you want to hear more Native folks talking about their gifts and finding their purpose, search for Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, wherever you find podcasts, and find all of Minnesota Native News' content at minnesotanativenews.org.